The complex issues involved with securing medical devices is one of the biggest cybersecurity challenges facing healthcare organizations. I'm Marianne Kolbesak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Thank you for joining us in part two of this two-part interview with Dr. Dale Nordenberg, Executive Director of the Medical Device Innovation, Safety, and Security Consortium. Dr. Nordenberg will explain why medical device cybersecurity needs to be viewed as a critical public health issue. Dale, when you drill down at hospitals, who's generally responsible for the security of medical devices? Is this something that falls on the IT and the IT security department or the biomedical engineering teams? Who do you think is ultimately responsible? Medical device cybersecurity really requires the collaboration across the silos you just mentioned. And I use the word silo because in the vast majority of hospitals we've been working with over the last several years, even today, that those silos exist. The networking professionals, the security professionals, the biomedical engineering professionals are all really lacking the breadth and depth of experience in their own silo to address this, but then they're not effectively integrating within the enterprise, and that creates a risk. In fact, the way I refer to that as a medical professional is that medical devices live in the handoff. And that really refers to a phrase we use when a patient moves from one floor to another floor, from the ER to the ICU, we call that the handoff, and there's a big risk because there's a period of time where there's a transition. Well, that might represent a risk because there's a transition for a period of time, but what we're experiencing with medical devices, a device lives in the handoff in perpetuity because there really is not a clear, well-organized, well-orchestrated, multidisciplinary approach to securing the devices that are so critical for patient care. So we believe, meaning MDIS, which is a public health initiative, and as such, we try to address this problem from a 360-degree perspective. It's not just a technology problem. It's a healthcare delivery problem. It's a quality of care problem. It's a patient safety problem. So patients fall out of beds, hospital-acquired infections occur, and we no doubt have cybersecurity-related incidents that we're just not tracking effectively yet. So it's a quality of care issue, and we should be tracking it as a quality of care issue as we move forward. You had mentioned earlier about the EHR incentive program really pushing electronic health record systems at hospitals and doctor offices. What sorts of new security risks are emerging in terms of EHR and related healthcare applications that do interface with medical devices or integrate with these medical device systems, whether it's patient monitoring systems or so-called smart infusion pumps and other gear? Are there risks that grow because now you have these medical devices interfacing with other systems more so than maybe in the past? There's no question that in the pursuit of improving the quality of care and patient safety through a highly interoperable healthcare environment where data can be shared across various systems and be aggregated and then insights be created from those data assets, while that holds very significant promise to deliver the types of data and information we need to improve the quality of care and the safety of care, it at the same time has introduced risk. And it's critical for us as healthcare professionals and public health professionals to recognize that, in fact, this has happened. And 
In fact, if you look at the Office of the National Coordinator, they have been engaged in addressing the issue of cyber-related quality issues and cyber-related safety issues. In fact, in the last several weeks, the Office of the National Coordinator released two white papers that deal with cyber-related safety issues. And cybersecurity falls into one of those domains. It wasn't addressed specifically in those papers, but we can understand how it is similar. Those papers primarily address the issue of errors related to EHRs and the use of EHRs in the clinical workflow. But all of these can be lumped together as cyber-related safety issues. You start with a network and you march up. Cybersecurity is often considered something that is very technical. In fact, that's been one of our challenges. Even as a clinician and a physician and a public health professional, it's been very challenging for me to engage the chief medical officer, the chief medical information officer, the chief risk officer, the chief quality officer. These roles, these people should be very engaged with what we've been working on vis-a-vis medical device cybersecurity. However, it's always looked at, or it's usually looked at as a very technical issue. As a consequence, the folks usually interested in quality of care and patient safety have been slow to appreciate this. Fortunately, in the last year or so, we're seeing some uptake, but we look forward to more of that in the future. So simply, when we've increased the interoperability, if you will, we increase the promiscuity of these devices. They're sharing lots more information, lots more, lots more data, just like in people. But you have a lot more interaction. You've got a lot more spread of disease, a lot more spread of problem. And when we create a highly promiscuous or highly interoperable healthcare environment and these devices are sharing information, they're connected, they're going to also be sharing risk. And that's why it's very important for us to really understand the design and operations of these networks. Fortunately, we're seeing healthcare systems, chief information security officers, chief information officers take this very seriously from a technical perspective. The biomedical engineering community has been doing a great job ramping up on this for the last several years. And frankly, the manufacturers have been doing a superb job. The manufacturers that are members in our consortium and are members of the NHI sector that we deal with have really, in the last four or five years, created very robust programs. And when you look at the movement they've made, it's it's quite impressive. Now, there's tens of thousands of manufacturers, so there are likely many that are still evolving, but the indicators are, are promising. So, Dale, with that said, looking ahead, what do you see as the most important cybersecurity issues facing medical devices that you think do need more attention from medical device makers, healthcare providers, and federal regulators? So I believe that one of the most important things we can all do is recognize this as a public health challenge. And we've been messaging this for years now, but we've been very interested in in pushing this message in the last year or so. Because what that does is it allows the entire stakeholder community to appreciate some really key issues. Number one, this is a big challenge. Having the diversity of devices, the diversity of health systems, the diversity of the manufacturers, having the, the rapidly expanding medical Internet of Things, the technical challenges of working with embedded devices, the fact that the threat landscape is you know, always evolving along with the technology landscape, all of this creates really increasing complexity and increasing risk. Having said that, the public health community 
is well-versed in addressing complex policy issues and complex technical issues, complex disease-related issues. I mean, the Zika virus is just the latest example of a complex scientific and, frankly, technical challenge that's emerged that's crossing countries, crossing cultures, crossing policy boundaries. And that's why the apparatus and the methods for dealing with this are really well-grounded in traditional public health practice. So there's no finger-pointing in this case. What we do is we say, how can we all come together and work together to mitigate the risks associated with our really very valuable national biomedical device network from the, the smallest point of care to these very large healthcare systems that may cross state boundaries. So we need to approach this from a technical perspective. We need to approach it from a healthcare delivery perspective. We need to approach this from a business perspective. And when we start to get those three planes aligned, then we'll start to be able to address this in a way that all stakeholders will step up. So the physicians, and as we talked about a couple of minutes ago, the quality officers, the risk officers, the safety officers will really be engaged with the technical staff. So it won't just be the silos. We'll start to bridge across the technical silos, but also across the quality of care silos. I think when you start to see that, we'll start getting into the C-suite. And at that point, we're going to we're going to see the the appropriate resources, the appropriate tension, the appropriate tools to define the problem. So you know that's something that people don't appreciate. We have a hard time even defining what we should count in order to document how many incident incidents there are per year related to medical devices that malfunction due to some cyber related event. We have a, even a harder time associating those with patient outcomes. So the key thing I believe we need to do is to frame this as a public health challenge, to link the technical, the care delivery, and the business aspects of this, get the stakeholders engaged, and then we'll be able to develop the right methods, the right tools, and the right support. And finally, Dale, with that said, are there any promising developments on the horizon in terms of medical device cybersecurity advancing that you think we should be keeping a close eye on? I think, and this is my bias as a public health professional, as you can, as you can hear in what I've just expressed as what I think is one of the most important things we can do is to express this as a public health challenge and then to deploy those, those tools and methods that we've developed over the last several decades for traditional public health problems. When EMDA started nearly six years ago, one of our major goal areas was to better define the scope of this problem because until that's clearly defined, it's very difficult to put into place effective intervention programs to render medical devices safer from a cybersecurity perspective. If you can't define the problem, if you can't count the problem, you can't create performance improvement or intervention methods that you can then track. So we finally, after several years, have in, in, have in collaboration, collaboration with the NHISAC launched really critical data sharing initiatives, and these link tightly to the Medical Device Information Sharing and Analysis Organization activities, or the Medical Device ISAL that I referred to just a little bit ago. And the data sharing programs include the Medical Device Risk Assessment Platform. It includes the Vulnerability Information Sharing Initiative. It includes the Medical Device Surveillance and Threat Intelligence 
initiative. Now, these are three tightly related data sharing initiatives that have been rolled out, you know, conceived of, designed, piloted, and are rolling out in very close collaboration, not just with NHISAC and MDIS, but with the FDA, with DHS. We've been fortunate enough, actually, to receive funding from DHS in October of 2015, and that's been really helpful for helping to accelerate the adoption, the building and adopting of these platforms. We work very closely with NIST, and we interact with, with HHS. We're working with the FDA's National Evaluation System for Technology Planning Board. I sit on that planning board. We work closely with the Health Information Technology Standards Steering Committee and Policy Committee. I sit on, on the, the Standards Committee. So we're able, through these data sharing platforms, to finally, one, share expertise across organizations, two, collect the data so we can really define this problem, so we can really help drive the cyber regulatory policy. We can help give information that will be useful for the FDA's need to figure out how to provide guidelines for this. And I think we're going to understand so much more really quarter by quarter and year by year uh, with the advent of these data sharing programs, which again are classic public health surveillance programs, but applied to the cyber domain for medical devices. So it's very, very exciting to be part of what is a very unique time vis-a-vis healthcare informatics and the healthcare delivery systems. Thanks, Dale. I've been speaking to Dr. Dale Nordenberg. Please join us for part one of this interview in which Dr. Nordenberg analyzes approaches for addressing the challenges involved with tracking and managing enormous inventories of diverse medical devices used in many large healthcare facilities. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Marion Kolbesak-McGee. Thanks for listening.